Now, the Bobby Curran Show on ESPN Honolulu. Good morning and welcome to the Thursday edition of the program. I'm Bobby Curran along with Tanner Hayworth. Between us, we'll try and bring you a little taste of what's going on in the sports world. 296-808-296-1420 is our number. We'll have time uh, to take some calls. There's some interesting news out there. A number of people are picking Sweden to knock the USA off in the Women's World Cup. Nancy Armour has an interesting story in USA Today on that. I'm not sure. You know, listen, I don't know. What do I know? I, I would agree with this because I did watch uh, the game against, uh, was it, who was it, South Korea? Who was the last? Portugal was the last one, right? And they and they were listless. What else could you say? They just didn't have a lot of juice. I don't know what that was. Was it, you know, one of the players afterwards when they were celebrating said, hey, we did what we, what we had to do. Is that enough for a championship team? I don't, I don't. I think you could beg the question. Now, will they be able to sw- flip a switch? Maybe, but I'm telling you what: you better have one against Sweden, because that's a pretty good uh, outfit. We'll see. Two nine six eight zero eight two nine six. I'll get that sooner or later, but because uh, I'm I've messed it up with not mentioning that, and I I think it's gotten appeal. We also invite you to text us. Same number: eight zero eight two nine six fourteen twenty. You may have some thoughts. I, I am not. I love Aaron Rodgers as a quarterback, and I've said a number of times. If I had one game, just going to have to win one game, even though he's 39, he might be my pick. I'm starting to shift that a little bit. I could put Patrick Mahomes in that category now. I don't put a couple of the ones that other people have in there. I mean, I don't have Josh Allen, for example, in that category. I, I just think there's, there's elements of his game that sometimes get away from him. And I don't see that happening to Rodgers, and I don't see that happening to Mahomes. So that would be one of those two would be my choice for one game. Who would be yours, Tanner? You I mean, one? that's that's hard to pick. I mean, I got to go Patrick Mahomes just because of recency bias, I guess. Well, I mean, there's, re- there's good reason to believe Mahomes could be the choice. I, no question. I, I would give just because I've seen Rodgers so much, and he's been so uniformly excellent. Uh, you know, last year notwithstanding. But I don't think it's because he's aging out. I just think it was a bad combination. Injuries on the O-line. They they didn't have everything. The receiving core uh, wasn't quite right. I think he's got better weapons now. So I think it's going to be interesting to see what happens with him this year. I can't wait. I think it'll be fun. In fact, I'm ready for football to start. Let's get going. And uh, and DeMar Hamlin we're going to see, I think. That, how's that? Isn't that pretty great? I mean, I didn't. I wouldn't have put much faith in his uh, coming back to play football. I'm sorry. Okay, Miles is on the line. What's up, Miles? Miles, are you here? Hey. Yeah. Hello. How you doing? Yeah. Yes. Welcome back. Thank you. Good to hear your voice again. Thank you, man. What's going on? Yeah. How can you tell me about football practice? And I think it's about 22 more days till we play Vanderbilt in the main end, right? Yeah, I've only been to the one practice, which was last Saturday, uh, at the scrimmage. I have to get a parking pass to get in over there. But but that's what's uh, um, that's what's 
going on. They're, they're just hard at it. They scrimmaged, I think, 90-something plays last Saturday. So I would say it was not their best practice. We're going to have Timmy Chang on in just a little while to talk about it. I think he'll agree that that was not uh, the best the best effort they could give. But I think, generally speaking, he's pretty happy with the progress they're making. I love that they're back to the run and shoot. I really do. I just think mm-hmm. it's an offense that's proven to work. We know that one works. We know you can put up big points with that. And mm-hmm. I don't see any reason why they wouldn't be doing uh, exactly that. That's what they need to do. So is, is Schrager, is Schrager going to be our starting quarterback for this year? It looks like it, yes. Well, I hope he do the best he can. I, I do too, Miles. Thanks for the call, buddy. And uh, if you have something you want to share with us, go ahead. We've got a few minutes before we're going to be talking to Hawaii head coach Timmy Chang. And uh, you got something you want to go with us, please do. We'll look forward to your uh, comment, question, suggestion. You know, I, I don't know if it's, if it's uh, something that you can take one year and assume that a lot of what happened in that previous year will happen in the next. I'll give you an example. Deshaun Watson. Statistically, a horrible his worst season last year for Cleveland. <coughs> was he that bad? I don't know. If he's that bad. I actually think he's a gifted player. I, I I'm thinking that some of what he went through, and I don't mean to mean he's blameless. He was in the middle. It's his fault. But he, I think it weighed on him. I think the fact that he went from being kind of a a hero type player to sort of a pariah didn't sit well. And listen, he's got. He knows who to blame. He's just got to get himself a mirror. But I believe in second chances, and I believe in letting the guy up. I, I hope I hope people in Cleveland, I think, have. But he go, he's still a rough deal for him on the road. And I don't know if that's going to improve. Think how long the Houston Astros had to put up with the cheating. Guys who weren't even on that team then were being you know, called out for the cheating in Houston. So you can imagine when you have the guy that you know is the perpetrator and he everybody knows he's as guilty as homemade sin, even though he got out of this with a settlement. I, I just think there's some, you know, there's still some question marks. And that, to me, would go a long way towards explaining his lousy year last year. I just think he wasn't probably in the right place mentally. That's just my guess. Go ahead uh, if you have something you want to chip in. Tanner, what's your thought on, on Deshaun Watson? How confident are you? that he has a bounce-back year? Well, I think it all depends on how Stefanski, you know, leads that offense. We know that that team does have a lot of really great pieces. It's just going to be whether or not to see how they all come together. Like you said, Deshaun Watson, now he'll have another real off season to have with this team. Um, I think when you look at it straight up, having a guy like Nick Chubb in the backfield, Amari Cooper as his number one wide receiver, they're all there. So it's just a matter of, a chance whether or not Deshaun Watson does get back on that horse. Um, and he's one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL whenever he is that good, like we saw in Houston. So I'll say I want to see him play better, but at the same time, if he doesn't play better, it won't ruin my life. <laughs> right, you're willing to let him up and have another chance. Yeah. I mean, as a player, I, I, just, I just have to see more of him as a person to whether or not. You know, with that whole second-chance stuff. No, I hear you. I think that's going to be critical for him to get by that. His, and his, his conduct and his behavior in the future are going to matter more than they do for some other players. 
Go ahead, though, if you have something you want to chime in with. He's a ve- I agree with you on this. He's a very gifted player. No question. I kind of am looking forward to a couple of quarterbacks coming into their own this year. And I would love to see Trevor Lawrence get untracked. He, he has moments, no question. But I wouldn't say he's consistently like he was at Clemson. And that's, that's going to have to matter if that team is going to get it together. I just don't see it happens without that. Do you? Well, Trevor Lawrence kind of kind of had it all together by the second half of the season last year. So I love the Jaguars' chances. They have a really great team and a really bad division. Trevor Lawrence, you're seen as this generational talent, and I think last year he did show it, especially in that right. playoff game where they had that 28-point comeback against the Chargers. So he has it in him. It's just whether or not Doug Peterson can get that consistently and maybe throughout an entire season rather than just the second half of a season. I, I hear you. I think that's important. He's going to have to put together a whole season. To, I mean, listen, the expectations on him were probably a little unrealistic coming out of Clemson because he was all everything. And he's got the size and he's got the arm and he can run. And I mean, and he seems to be relatively smart in making decisions. So, yes, we expect a lot. And maybe too much. Let's do this. Let's take a quick timeout. Hopefully back with UH head coach Timmy Chang right after this on Bobby Curran Show ESPN Honolulu. edition of the Bobby Curran Show. We're expecting the UH head coach, Timmy Chang, shortly. We'll talk a little bit about how it's gone so far. And I, I thought uh, the installation, you know, kind of full on with the run and shoot is, is brilliant. And I'm so glad Timmy's really involved in the offense with that. And let's welcome head coach at the UH starting his second season, Timmy Chang. Hey, Timmy, how are you? Hey, Bobby, what's going on? Good morning. I got to tell you something. I never. I was at practice on Saturday, and when you got your, your Irish up, so to speak, I, you didn't even sound like you. I, I don't think in all the years I've known you that I ever personally witnessed you kind of going off like that. I mean, you got the message across, I think. You'd have to be, a, you'd have to be dopey not to have picked up on uh, your displeasure at one point in that practice. Yeah, <laughs> I did. You know, it gets it gets chippy. There's there's in college football. There's just no other opponent, and uh, my guys are they're they're, they're oiled up. They're, they're, we wind them up really so that they have all that potential energy to just go at it. But they're going at each other, and and the the problem with going at each other is we, we don't need them to to hurt each other as we get ready for August 26th in this long 13 game season. And so uh, we talk about practicing like a pro. And, uh, and and staying up and not going after people, you know, not being on the ground and rolling up on legs and and hitting people, swinging people down, and so that's that's kind of where the injuries start to happen. But you know, we we as a football team, uh, being in the second year, we, we just need a lot of reps. We need a lot of plays, and and if we're if we're go, you know if we're not staying up and and hurting and, and getting hurt and and those things, we'll, we'll lose guys. And so um, you know, it, it actually happened again this week, and so. Um, you know, the, the, the guys got to understand the details, you know, we're harping on details, we're harping on discipline, we're harping on the, the little things that, that make sure that you, you pay attention to. And, and, and that's the difference in winning ball games. And so, 
Uh, yeah, I got a little upset, Bobby. You know, my my AD got to. Uh, you know, I loved it. I know, thought. Like, listen, I think sometimes you have to. You're dealing with 18 to 22 year olds. I, I think sometimes you have to deliver a message, and you know, it's not like you enjoy that, but it sometimes it's necessary. I, I tell you what, my, I tell my guys I love them, and and they and I show them that I love them, but. I, I completely agree. Uh, you know, it, sometimes you gotta you gotta deliver home the message that they understand. I mean, you know, when it gets chippy like that, they start to fight. They start to they're going at each other, right? And uh, this game is, I mean, it's violent. It's a violent game. But uh, you, you gotta if, if you if you allow it, it, it'll continue and fester, and, and you'll never get anything done and accomplished. And so that was the reason for for that. And uh, but it, but you know, it ended up. We end up putting it away, and, and uh, you know, those guys go in the locker room and they leave it on the field, and, and then they're, they're the brotherhood, and, and they're, they, they, it's a good locker room. It's a good culture. You know, so there are times, I think, uh, that you, it's hard to remember. It's, this isn't personal. If a guy gets, a, you know, somebody's hit you a little late on the play or something, you know, it's their teammate. You know what? Thank him. Be, I, my here's my other thing always is you need to thank that guy that hit you late because what he's done is pre- help prepare you for the season because that's going to happen in real games and you need not to react. No doubt, no doubt. You know, the, and 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 they're and they're, they're you know they're they're fighting for their technique, man. They're 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 fighting for their leverage. They're fighting for inside hand. They're fighting for all these different things. And and there's going to be a winner and a loser in, in in these eleven battles that are happening on the field. And so. Um, but it's it, it, it's 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 a really good it's a really good sign. I, I mean, me and coach coach Chris Brown and, and and a lot of the alumni guys would you know we would say hey if we weren't fighting we, I would I would think there was a problem. You know right. what I mean? I, I'd rather have those guys fired up, ready to go at each other, and uh, rather than guys that you know just just don't let things care. happen and and they don't care exactly. Yeah. Let me get, let me get to this, Braden Shager. I I want to get your thoughts. Because you're working with him now more on a daily basis, where, where is he at in his development as a quarterback? He's he's, he's still coming along. He is still coming along. Uh, I, I he's a young quarterback in this offense, and uh, and and it's it, his eyes. You know, he has he has a lot of great intangibles. Tough, got great arm strength. Um, you know, the 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 reads, the eyes, the timing, all those things have to start to come along. And he and he's and he's going through the process, and he's just got to see it. He's just got to, he just got to do it over and over and over and over again. And uh, when he does that, uh, he, he'll start. It'll start to click. You know what's funny because you played in the, basically this offense, or version of at St. Louis. So this was not uh, foreign to you when you got to college, uh, and it enabled you to be, you know, to get into the games very very quickly. Is how long will it take Shager? Do you think to get to that? level of understanding what he's seeing well it's hard to tell you know it's it's based on the individual and 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 the learning and and the and the want you to learn right um you know he's getting a bunch of reps um you know and 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 he's getting better every day as we see um you know the ball you know we we talk about quick decisions we talk about being accurate um we're talking about good rhythm with your feet good eyes uh and, and he's starting to get those things um, you know, it's just, it's just, he's got to be consistent over and over and over and over again. And especially in an offense like this. And so, um, it, it just, time will tell, you know, and especially when you watch him on those Saturdays, like 
you know, these Saturdays are going to come, you know, come pretty quickly here. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and you'll get to see him. And, and the, the, the beauty about it is that if, as a fan and as a, as a, um, a fan of UH football, a fan of run and shoot, a fan of, of, a fan of this program, you, you'll kind of know based on the history of the quarterbacks that have been in his offense where he is. And, and we just gotta, he, he's just got to keep coming along and getting better. And, um, but <clears throat> at, at the same time, you know, we've got a bunch of young receivers, and they're, they're, they're pretty big. I mean, they're big, they're fast. You know, we we got we got some guys that uh, you know that 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 have the potential to be pretty damn good, but but they're going through the learning process too as well, um, and and uh, and it and it's, and it's fascinating to see where they were from last year to this year, um, and 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 I continue I I just think that with time and and repetition and doing it over and over and over again, I think they they'll get pretty good. You know, one of the things, when I watch this offense when it's clicking, I don't think there's a better offense for a receiver that I've ever seen. I mean, are you, if you are if you like to go out and catch footballs, this is the one for you. Yeah, it's it's been really special to a lot of special guys that um that really you know, worked on it, worked on their crafts, spent the time, dedicated to themselves, you know, really made the commitment, right? You know, the Greg said, you hear these stories about these guys and how they got recruited, how they got out here, the reason why they came out here. I mean, you know, a lot of them, um, and, and it's kind of, and it's exactly the way we recruit. I mean, we recruit guys that want to be here, and and uh, how 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 this offense found Chad Owens, and Chad Owens found this offense a walk on from Roosevelt, right? You know, um, you know how it found Greg Salas, you know, the all time leading um, in, in school history uh, in the season. 1,800 yards in one season, and how this, you know, how this offense found him in the school and recruited him. You know, the Devon Best, the Grice Mullins of the world. I mean, um, it, it's a special, it's a special offense for she. I mean, Ashley Laylee, you know, the top run, the top drafted uh, pick in, in school history, uh, was a walk on from Rafford. You know, military family find his way, and uh, it, it's it's a special offense, and and it it definitely. You know, receivers that that put the time and effort into understanding coverages, understanding defense, understanding route running, um, and and even for me, having been under guys like Jay Norvell for the last five years, or a high, a top receiver coach. Um, you know, when I when I took over the receiver job, I mean, I, I had a I had a four to five hour dissertation about receiver play and releases and even block, blocking on the perimeter and. You know, we got some high volume stuff. You know that that we we uh, that we're doing to help elevate these guys and really take their game to the next level. You know, and that's and that's something that we're going to use in recruiting. I mean, you know, if if you, if you want to make it to the NFL, you want to play at a high level. You know, we got the tools, we got the we got the knowledge, we got the teaching, and and you can be that guy. And and I really do look at the guys as freshmen right now as as Redshirt freshmen, sophomores, and juniors—they all come back. But the guys that really put in the work, understand to be consistent in what they do on a daily basis, they're going to have a chance to go to the NFL. Which is, I mean, I think that's every college football player's dream, pretty much. Even though very few of them will actually make it, but guys from this offense can make it. Let, let me ask you this, because you—I I thought it was very interesting. You played under this, and you know, you're recruiting to this system. I remember, I don't know if you've ever used this line or you've heard him say it, 
But when he was recruiting receivers, he said, well, you got a choice. You can, you know, you can go to such, such and such state and, and spend four years blocking the strong safety, or you can come here and have a chance to catch 15 balls a game. I mean, if, that, if it was put to me that way, it would be pretty obvious. And I'm sure you've heard some, uh, some of the elements or put a slightly different way from him because I know he was a big believer in that. No doubt. No doubt. And, and you're talking about pioneers of, 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 us, of systems that, you know, whether it's air raid or run and shoot, a full receiver set, right? Um, been in both. But, but guys, you know, guys like, guys like Al Mummy and, and, and Miles Davis and, 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 um, and Coach Leach and, and Coach Jones, uh, they, were, they, were, they were before their time, you know, in a lot of ways. People thought that, hey, yeah, we don't do this in the NFL. We're, 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 we are who we are, and, and we don't, you know, we do, we do our system, and, and that's, that's, not, that's, not, that's not a system. That, that won't work, right? Yeah. So no, one, no one's buying into it. But at the, at the same time, you can't deny the numbers and the productivity that these offenses are putting up. You fast forward 20 years now, and, you know, the same offenses that these same NFL coaches were running 20 years ago, they're not really running as, as often today. Right, the, the the spread offense has become um, part of the fabrication of what football is, even at the highest level in the NFL. You know, the the, the, the most productive offenses are are in shotgun, throwing the ball around, and uh, and it's really trickled down to the to you know different type of spread offenses. You looked at one of the most prolific offenses in in, in college football was. Uh, was Baylor in the wide splits and, and creating, you know, six-man, seven-man boxes where they can put guys on perimeter playing with Temple, uh, you know, Oregon with Chip Kelly at a time. Uh, you look at guys like Tennessee right now, um, you know, it's, and so, you know, and, and, and then you look at the tree of where a lot of those, you know, those head coaches came from, uh, whether it was with uh, Miles Davis, June Jones, uh, Rolovich, myself now, um, and you look at the tree from uh, Hal Mummy to to Coach Leach, and and then you got Lincoln Riley, you got Sonny Cumbie, you got a bunch of guys, you know, Cliff Kingsbury, a lot of guys that are playing uh, coaching football at a high level, and now they're spread offenses, and so you know it, it, it's it, it's definitely changed, um, and and it's changed because of of those men that 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 started these offenses and started this creativity. And, and, and it's really had a big influence on football all the we're way t- to the top of the top levels. We're talking with uh, UH head coach Timmy Chang, and it's it's obvious now there's not a single NFL team that doesn't use, they don't all do it all the time, but there's not a single team that doesn't use four wides. I mean, where that was once, you know, what are you doing? I mean, kind of thing. And it was considered almost outlandish, I think, when Mouse Davis first introduced that at, you know when he was at Portland State, it became very well known. I just think that that was a different animal almost for a lot of NFL guys, and I think it took a while to, for them to come around. But come around they did because I think the evidence is clear now that uh, if you want to really be high powered and score, it has created a diva class of wide receivers. Though I think that's that was just a byproduct of it. Let me ask you about your receivers. You said. You got some big guys and who can run. Who are your? Who are some of the guys who are standing out right now in practice? Oh well, we we got a, we got a couple freshmen right now that are that are doing well. Um, Alex Alex Perry, he's a he's a freshman kid that 
again, when we we came in last year, we we didn't have time to just kind of put a class together. But Alex Perry was under the radar, six four, six five kid from Florida. Um, you know, he, he, he basketball player, but a long can run, uh, pretty explosive, uh, especially vertically. Um, and, and 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 he had he to me. <laughs> He made the biggest jump. I think. I think he he's such a long strider. He's so big. Um, you know, last year at this time, he had a hard time just catching the football. You know, now he's he caught a touchdown, one on one coverage, back of the end zone, in a in a in a third down and long situation, and to end that drill. And, and that's just kind of the like he was there, and now he's here. And and the difference in the confidence. With him, uh, Chucky Hines, another guy that we picked up last year during that during that process, you know, in, in spring, uh, he's about a six-one receiver, probably the fa- one, of, probably the fastest, not it's not the fastest guy on the team, running almost twenty-three miles an hour, twenty-two point seven miles an hour, um, and and that 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 kind of time, I think, clocks in at four-four, maybe four-three, a high four-three, uh, freshman. Uh, from out of Houston, he's coming along. Uh, he can get fa- he'll get faster as he goes along too. Yes, yes. Um, you know, we got some slot receivers. We got you know Kowali and Tama in the slot. Fiso, they're returning. They've been they've been really good. You know, Jonah. You know, Jonah's coming off of a little bit of an injury, but Jonah Pinocchi has done well as well. Uh, another young guy, Alex Profelle, transfer in. Uh, um, we have another transfer in from Kansas, an outside receiver, and Stephen McBride. That's really good. Flies, um, Jalen Walsall, who's returning. We've we've added put Jalen inside. He's on a path to do really well. We're pretty deep at this position. We're just young. Um, you know, no one has really emerged as the one as, as the premier receiver yet. But they all seem to just be growing, and there's a good depth. Uh, there's a lot of good depth inside there that's doing well. Chad Owens Jr. is catching the ball pretty good, um, and uh, that, that's that's pretty fun. The guys love Chad Owens Jr. and stuff. I was, I'm sure. I love watching his dad, man. He can. Re- yeah. He was an ankle breaker, and yeah. when that that expression is usually reserved for basketball. But I, I remember him. I felt sorry for guys that were trying to cover him. And especially when he got deep, I and mean, he was putting moves on people that were unbelievable. Let me let me get this. You who? How did you get that little running back? I was watching on Saturday. I'm thinking, he's small in terms of height, but he's strong. And man, does he bring it! I I tell you what, Tylen Hines. Well, he was recruited by the last staff, um, and and when I got here last year, he got into a moped accident that caused him to miss spring. So we didn't really know who Tylen Hines was until we started to play some fall camp football, and we're like, man, no one can catch this guy. He's he's he he has that Chad Owens quickness in him, but his speed and explosion to run through the tackles and and stuff. He's 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 on a path of his own. Um, he's he, he's our number one running back, but then you put him in the slot receiver. I have not seen some one person cover him yet, and so he to me is uh, is is a special kid that um, we're we're happy to have and and be grateful. And but he he's like he you can put him in the running back, you can put him in slot. 
he's going to cause some problems. I, I, I really, I talk to him, I talk about him like he's the dark horse, best player in our conference. Wow. He's a guy that uh, he's praise. a guy that I think has to touch the ball twenty times. It's funny that you mentioned him, and I'm not I'm not bringing up all these guys. You know, as you ask me questions, I'll talk about him. But um, he's a guy to me that has to touch the ball twenty times a game. Whether and, and it be just, whether it be as a receiver or a running back, you just want to get it in his hands. Well, I mean, 100%. that kind of speed you can't teach it. I mean, uh, that's uh, that's something either a guy has or doesn't have, and I'll take that over size, you know, any time. Yeah, ideally you'd no. like to have both. Yes, yes, and um, and and he's a tough kid, and in a young, and you know, I we have in our, on that offense we have two two seniors, uh, Iliki Tanovasa and Solo. And they're both offensive linemen. The the whole entire offense comes back the next year, which is very promising. And so when we talk about reps, we talk about doing it over and over. These guys will be able to work again together and get on the same page as we get better right now, um, today, and, and through the season, and come back again and do it again. And then a lot of those guys come back again and do it again. And so um, it's a pretty good place at where we're at, but – and, and the roster is definitely approved across the board because all these all these big wide receivers, they end up playing special teams and they end up adding value there. And then recruiting on defense the same way. And so the roster is better. We just we just have to what we're harping right now, Bobby, is just the details, the discipline. And then I think that's what you've seen from me on that Saturday is, you know, we, we can't be not disciplined. We can't not be not detailed because those are the things that we know are going to win these ball games, you know. And and I want and I want to win bad. And so, harping on these things over with the young team until they get it right. When they get it, it starts to get real. You know, you really don't have to say much to a team that gets it right. Yeah. They know how to be. They know how to act. They know what they're supposed to do. They they line up. They know their job right. That's where you want to get your team, but we are we are no means there yet. Better roster, you know. These guys are in the system; they're a lot more comfortable. Year two of the defense, I think the run and shoot's going to help on offense, as our state knows. And so, uh, it, it's a work in progress, but uh, but but it's a good work in progress. I hear you. Let me let me get. To, there's usually a couple of standouts in camp at defense. The guys are a little ahead, and sometimes defenses are ahead of offenses early in camp. Is there a defensive player or two, perhaps a newcomer, that you're saying, "Watch out, this guy's special"? Yeah, newcomer Cam Stone, is in, uh, cornerback, uh, pretty salty. He's he was picked as an all-conference guy. We uh, watched the film on him in Wyoming, and we've watched we've had him for spring. Um, he's a good cover guy, great cover guy. Um, he's been really good. Uh, new another newcomer, Kualpe Hopa. Uh, does a really good job up front. Uh, he, he he has a great motor, uh, a great passion and intensity. Big. He's right about three hundred pounds, six three. Uh, he plays physical at the point of contact. You know, he's one of those guys. I I love to watch him play because his pursuit of the ball um, after the play is gone. Uh, he's gonna he's gonna cause some problems for some of these ball carriers. Um, and, and, and that, that I catch the ball and try to run down the field because he'll be chasing them. Uh, Sauce Williams 
another guy that uh, that we were high on. Um, this guy's watched the film, watches film. He, it's probably the funnest film you'll watch, Bobby, um, of a, of a D tackle of his size and stature moving around and, and getting after the quarterback. He's a problem to block. Um, we've got some good defensive ends that are, are starting to show up, but you know we, we've got a lot of returners. You know, with uh, Lonnie Kilape, Peter Manuma, two linebackers, Isaiah Tufonga, Longin Taylor, coming back. Um, the the real good one that's been consistent, and then I take them all over the community, um, is Jonah Welch. Jonah Welch has picked up, uh, I would say, 20, 25 pounds, um, playing really smart, pretty, really good football um, right now. He's in a good place. Uh, he's doing really well. Andrew Choi on the other side. Um, love what Andrew brings. Right now, they're just they're, they're, they're good defense, you know, and, then, and, and it's good battles that we're having as we go back and forth in these situational, de- these situational deals, uh, offense and defense. And so, um, pretty good, pretty good. And we've added depth in certain areas. C.J. Williams is a nickel that can, that, that's going to play. And then we've got some good young guys that we brought in as well that we're really high on. Um, there's some freshmen, two freshmen, there's some redshirt freshmen that we're really, really high on to, uh, to develop within our system um, that, that we think are going to be pretty good. Timmy, I could do this with you all day long, but I'm told I'm out of time. I wish you a, a wonderful day today, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Good luck this season. Thank you, Bobby. Bobby, good to have you back, man. And, Thanks, uh, man. It's good to be here. Anytime, anytime you need me, you got me, okay? Thank you, man. Timmy Chang, UH head football coach, and you can just hear it. He's excited. We'll take a quick time out right back on ESPN Honolulu. Welcome back to this Thursday edition of the Bobby Curran Show. Hope you're having a weekend to look forward to. We had Timmy Chang. I know he's looking forward to Saturday. When they get a chance to scrimmage, I think it, we're really seeing some of these offensive kids now. I really noticed that uh, Tynan, he was, he's a jet. I mean, I, I when Timmy said he wants to get the ball in his hands 20 times, I, I might even think about 25 or 30 because he's, he's just hard – to, he's hard to catch, and once you catch him, he's hard to bring down. I mean, that that you need more guys like that, I think. 296-808-296-1420. If you have something, jump in. Timmy has not, not only has he not lost enthusiasm after a tough first season, I would say he's powered it up again. And I don't know if you, if you listened to that whole interview and you heard him say, I really want to win. I mean, I, you can feel it in your bones. He's not kidding about that. And he was uh, quite dramatic with his team last Saturday. I, I, I absolutely admire it. I think it's – but he was so angry at one point, he didn't even sound like him. It was really interesting because he's not a yeller and screamer generally. But he, I just think he couldn't – he was not happy with what he was seeing, and he felt like if it's not fixed now, it could get to be a real problem. And so he made an effort to fix it. Now, I didn't even notice the guy's name, and I need to, but he's – I did see, I looked him up, he's 5'10", I can't remember his name, he's 5'10", he's a defensive lineman, he's 5'10", 330. I don't know that he was the instigator on one of the fights, but he was definitely thoroughly involved in it. And uh, I, you know, I felt, I kind of felt for the guy against him because 5'10", 330 is, that's significant, and there's not a lot of fat on the guy. So it's, uh, you know, they, they here's the danger. You don't want a guy knocked over somebody else, 
you know, one of these non-contact type, you know, ACLs. I mean, that's the that's a disaster for a team that has depth only in certain positions. So I, I really th- think it was a message that had to be delivered. Okay, I want to get to a couple of things. We talk about running backs, the most devalued position in the NFL. Now, I'm a giant, lifelong giant fan, and, and I love everything about Saquon Barkley. I love the way he's a team guy, the way he's been brilliant when he's in, from the time he got there in terms of practice, meetings, work, and you know, getting in early, staying late, understanding the offense, helping teammates to learn the same things he knows. I mean, there's, there's not a lot not to like about Saquon Barkley. When he's healthy, I might take him over anybody in the league, partially because of who he is, not just how he plays. And, uh, and I, I'm, I was not shocked that he came back. There was this talk, oh, maybe he'll sit out. I'm like, he's not sitting out. It's not in his DNA. He just wanted the team to be fair with him. And I still don't think they've been entirely fair. I don't think a four-year deal with some money, with some guaranteed money, would have been a, too much of a stretch for a guy that's only, what is he, 26? I mean, come on. I, I just think, I, what are you, what's your thought on all that, Turner? Well, I think he should get a little more dis- uh, dis- a little more respect than he deserves. Sorry about that. But I think that's the whole issue with this whole running back market thing is obviously these guys should be getting a lot more than they deserve. But when you look at the track record of giving a running back a, second, a big second contract, I mean, like, other than Christian McCaffrey, over the last couple of years it hasn't really worked out. So maybe that's just the whole thing of it's not really that uh, – it's not the word is efficient is what I'm looking for, but it also doesn't really always make sense to give him that huge second contract because, like you said, they're five years after being drafted, so they're probably, what, 27, 28 by that time if you're talking about a franchise tag after that. And after that, that's the twilight of a running back's career. So if you're trying to, you know, make your salary cap – does it really make value, sense? And good value course. out of that, right? Does it really make sense to be paying a guy who's in 28, 29, 30, the back end of his career, $15 million <laughs> out of a guy, uh, much rather than you could just get a guy in the draft, only pay him a couple of million dollars maybe, and get a little bit less than what though that kind of guy is getting you? You know what I mean? Well, I, I think that some people look at it that way, and I think it was – uh, what's his name? Nick Chubb. That said, the better season you have, the more they devalue you for right. the next year. You know, that's that's which is interesting. But I don't see any sign. Remember that that Saquon Barkley in, in in NFL years is younger because he missed better part of two years with injuries. So he's a little fresher leg than most. I think he's on the late part of his 26 years. I think I could be wrong on that, but that's what I think he is. I don't think a four-year deal with some significant guaranteed money would have been crazy or misplaced in that in that situation I, I do think the Giants kind of played a hardball and that they kind of almost I think they came close to losing him at least in spirit and we'll see I, I think he's got it back now and his decision I know you can imagine because after talking about maybe staying out or missing games and all that it was probably hard for him to you know be able to eat crow basically and they did you know they did give him uh, another 900000 in incentives off the 10.1 that was the franchise tag, which is allowed. But still, it's not what he wanted. and so. But I think he decided, look, I'm a football player. I'm here to play football. 
I'm here to win games and to win a Super Bowl and to be the best player I can be, and I can't do it sitting on the couch. I, you know, it's hard to admit, okay, I, I'm losing this one. But I, I think he's where he wanted to be now. I, I love the guy. I think you know, everything you hear about what he does in the community, et cetera, he's involved. He's the kind of guy you, you know, I think there's some other guys that are similar. Christian McCaffrey, I think, has a lot of similar traits. I, I just think you, that's the guys that you really want. And, uh, and I, I, hope he has, I hope Barkley has a great year. By the way, they are saying Daniel Jones is having a fabulous camp. They're not turning it over, very accurate on the passing, moving better in the pocket than he ever has. And I think that's just experience and confidence. We'll see. A lot of people don't think the Giants will replicate what some people are calling the miracle of 2022. Now, the fact that they made the playoffs, I mean, some people didn't think that was possible. Now, could they make it the playoffs again? I think they could. I don't know if they will. But they're going to, because I think they're better, but so are most of the teams in the NFC East. And that's who you play twice every year. Go ahead if you have something. Uh, 808-296-1420. But, I, you know, you look at the teams that win. A lot of them haven't had star running backs. But they've had running backs that can contribute. And I think that's kind of critical. We're going to take a quick timeout. We'll be right back on the Bobby Curran Show, ESPN, Honolulu. Welcome back on this Thursday edition of the Bobby Curran Show. Uh, we are going to have the quarterback whisperer, Dan Morrison, on with us tomorrow. And I'm looking forward to that because he's been around doing really nothing but tutoring quarterbacks his, on his entire career. Was the head football coach like Punahou at one point back in the day, but he is a wizard with quarterbacks, He's, and that, hence the quarterback whisperer. So I and I didn't realize this until I talked to him on the phone that he had Braden uh, Shager. He was working with Braden Shager back in Dallas, where they were both living, and and Dan still is. So quite that was quite interesting, and we'll get maybe some uh, detailed stuff on him uh, from Dan Morrison tomorrow. And if you have something. You want to jump in, you have a player you want to promote, there's someone you love, uh, give us a call. 808-296-1420 is that number. And we only have a couple minutes here. But I did want to say that I'm actually glad we had Timmy on because I'm a little more uplifted now after hearing his kind of evaluation of uh, his going off on Saturday. I mean, it was purposeful, but it was I've never seen him like that. He was really after it. And you could hear a pin drop on that field at that point, which is good. I think that's the advantage of not overdoing it or overusing it. Because when you want to be effective, you want to be heard, I mean, you really have to get it out there and, and get the message sent. And, and he did that. And uh, some of the things I'm noticing. Okay, one thing with that coaching staff, Chris Brown looks like he could still play. He's one of the most in-shape guys you'll ever see on a coaching staff, incredibly strong. And uh, you can see it right through his T-shirt. Uh, that guy's really look uh, like a Man Mountain Dean. And, uh, but there are, uh, there's going to be some changes. We'll have a different punter this year. It won't be uh, Matthew this season, so Shipley. So it's uh, very interesting. He'll only be involved in things that score points, field goals and extra points. We'll even have a long-term distance kicker for kickoffs, which is interesting. We are just about, we're just about out of time. you got the sports animals coming at you next. You have a full day, wall-to-wall sports, 
right here on ESPN Honolulu. I'm Bobby Curran. Until tomorrow, aloha.